Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports betting app. Now joined by one of the legends of the Tucson sports scene, Mr. William Brad Alice. Hello, William. Hello, Michael. All right. Arizona Hoops is here. It's favorite time of the year. You and I uh, certainly grew up on fast-paced Arizona basketball. And what we saw last night was fast-paced Arizona basketball. Yeah, good and bad. I mean, Arizona right. scoring 117 um, you know, shooting 71%, but committing a boatload of turnovers uh, that actually kept it closer than it probably maybe even should be. Right. Or you could argue shooting 71% made it a more lopsided score than maybe it should have been. But, you know, Arizona was up 26, 30 to four, and then actually was outscored by a couple points uh, by Nichols State the rest of the half. Right. Uh, obviously, Arizona outscores them by 20 plus in the second half, ends up winning by 40 something. So it's one of those weird games where they did a, a lot of right, a lot of wrong, and are just so much clearly better than a team that on paper looked like they might be OK. Right. Um, and as we have seen in the past, this I know it's the first game, temper expectations. But when Arizona has these ridiculously one sided games, they tend right. to field really good teams. Right. Um. You know, I seem to remember, I think it was the uh, uh, the 11 Elite Eight team for, for Miller. And they, I want to say they beat Idaho State by 45. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I jokingly threw down the change I had on the table and said I'm buying it. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but, you know, usually when we see these, again, not 25-point wins, uh, but like 45-point wins. This was like, what, a 42-point win. That tends to bode pretty well for Arizona basketball teams. Again, not a great opponent, um, but we've also seen them, you know, scrape out wins over NAU, over Humboldt. You know, what they lose to Humboldt State ten years ago, right? Right. Um, and that was an okay team, but yeah. So this, yeah, it bodes well. Again, long season, nothing was won or lost of any significance. Um, but you'd rather be Arizona and Baylor today than USC. We have a uh, the the thing with Arizona that I found very fascinating though is that they're and we've talked about this before, but it seems like you could legitimately go about eight or eight or nine deep, especially when Ramey gets in there. Because you look at who they started yesterday, Cedric Henderson. Again, I don't know that he's going to be a star. I don't think he's going to be a star or an all conference guy. But Brad and we talked about a little bit last night. He gives you a lot of position flexibility out there because he's wiry, strong. He can do a lot of different things. You know, he can make the three. He can bang down low a little bit. He can defend, and that's just you know. There's a lot of guys on the roster that are somewhat like that. 
Well, just look at their rotation yesterday, where uh, right. I think uh, Boswell and Borovicinin were both in early in the first right. half. Now, Borovicinin's not going to be a rotation player, um, but the fact that they gave him some first half minutes, you know, Anderson played quite a bit down the stretch. Um, conversely, you know, Creason Ball only played 16 and 17 minutes. Right. Um, so, yeah, so you do. You have a lot of flexibility. I think, I think it's going to be a little bit like last year where we may not know the full rotation till Boswell's back. Not Boswell. Um, Ramey. Ramey's back. Boswell's I – mean, again, Boswell looks great, but you can't tell me he's 100%. Right. Um, so yeah, much like, you know, Pella Larson. Remember, Pella Larson for November, I don't know. Is he was Why did we pick him? And now what do you have to do three times a game? Right. Apologies my bad, Pella. Pella. My bad, my bad Pella. Pella. You're going to hear uh, a lot of my bad Pella this entire season. Well, and as long I, th- as and I think Bala was in that same boat early on. I think a lot of people kind of wrote him off and, you know, he ended up having a very good season and, and now he looks poised to have an even bigger season. So this team is going to be a team that can, can kind of play with anyone right now, but right. maybe a completely different team by the time, you know, we're celebrating Christmas. Right. And I think what's also interesting, too, about it is, you know, talk about Pella Larson and Schuster brought this up yesterday. He said that he looks like a guy that on any given night can get you 15 points, six rebounds and four or five assists. Nothing he does really looks forced out there. As a matter of fact, he looks very natural doing what he's doing. I think that might be the key to this team. I think you're going to have three, maybe four guys who can just play a variety of roles. I think you mentioned right. Henderson. I think we mentioned Ramey. Um, not sure we're ready to put uh, a ball into that category yet. But Right, we're going to get to him for sure. But yeah. You know, for, but if you if you tell me there are going to be nights, all three of those guys score 18, and there's going to be nights where they score six in our defensive standouts, I'm going to believe it. Right. Um, you know, Tabellis is a guy you, you you're counting on for points. To be honest, no doubt. Um, you know, if he has a, if he has a six in in fourteen game where he's pulling down fourteen rebounds, you still might be in trouble. Uh, whereas right. again, if if Ramey has a game where he scores two points but dishes out five assists and grabs four rebounds, uh, that might be a very good night for Arizona. So I think it's yeah, you've got these these guys who by committee might have to kind of fill in the the Dalentary role, um, mm-hmm. and if they can do that. Um, then Arizona, again, becomes much more interesting. And the fact that you might have five guys, six guys who can lead this team in scoring on any given night is also important because – Right, for sure. You know, we've seen Arizona teams who have their, their top scorers struggle, um, and then it's those teams that can pick up that slack, that can have a monster game from a guy you don't expect that are the good Arizona teams. Right, well put. All right, now a couple things here, and then we're going to get to some of the uh, – someone else what uh... – I thought was fascinating. OGs, here's the deal. Breaking news. OGs has agreed to a new deal with Tappan, or excuse me, with PHNX. Terms of the agreement weren't released at the time of the agreement, but sources close to the two sides say we're immensely excited and looking forward to creating more great content between the brands. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 and up to enjoy. But again, OGs, uh, all kinds of good flavors all over uh, everywhere in the state. Um, everybody knows somebody that has consumed some OGs at some point. Again, check it out there. Again, proud to be a sponsor here with PHNX and Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX. The Four Peaks, as John Schuster calls the uh, 
the four big men for the <laughs> University of Arizona. Um, by the way, Brad, do you think that's good or no? It's not bad. All right. Great. I'll bad. take it. I'll take it. That's all I want. It might um, be putting a little bit of pressure on Mr. Anderson, but other than that, it's it's not bad. True. Okay. Now we uh, you look at it though, and um, uh, they got uh, downtown or go check them out in Phoenix. Uh, great watch parties, giveaways, and Four Peaks is here at Tap and Bottle Watch Parties as well. The great William Brad Alice has shown up to many of these, so check it out again. Uh, for uh, OGs and Four Peaks um, at Tap and Bottle, or you can go to the one in Phoenix as well. All right, Brad. So. Uh, Lute Olson always used to seem to have kind of a tall, they all generally looked the same. I'll put it to you like that. A tall project, whether that was a Kirk Walters, whether that was a Kevin Flanagan, whether that was an Alex Jacobson, whether that was a, you can go on and on down the list. There's other examples. But but there was some good, let's go with some good examples too. There was a Jordan Hill. There was a Jordan, uh, there was an A.J. Bramlett. There was a Rick Anderson. So let's, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if we need to drag Rolf Jacobson. All right. But, but, but yeah, but Brian David, you can go yeah. down the list of, of semi-athletic uh, big men. Henry uh, Basar does not fit into the Kirk Walters category. You can tell he's a little – he's still kind of grown into his limbs a little bit. But, Brad, I, he looks to me like he's probably going to be about a two- or three-year player. But when he really figures it out, he's going to be a monster because he's already blocking shots. And on top of that – He's he first of all, his wingspan is absolutely tremendous. You can tell that there's a reason that he was highly thought of coming into uh, the U of A out of Europe. Yeah, you know, he has a lot of physical tools. He looks the part, um, you know, was was kind of impressed with just kind of how physically put together uh, he was, uh, both in terms of strength, athleticism. Again, he's got a long way to go. But, you know, no knock on Azulas, but you look at Tubelis and he doesn't wow you with his build. Correct. Um, he he's he's a tall euro. I mean, right. and, and, and that's fine. Visa is a little more lanky, um, a little more fluid in his movement. Um, I guess if you want a better comparison, he's more Dusan than than Radinovich. Right. Whereas I think Tabellus is a is a is a rich man's Radinovich, but and then maybe so yeah, Visa is that newer breed of, of European big men that we're seeing the guys who unfortunately get drafted really well for a while were getting drafted really high and, and didn't right. do a whole lot. Cause you draft them on athletic ability. Whereas Tubelis is kind of that interesting new breed of, of college big men. We're seeing that they can't go pro because the right. game has changed. So you're going to be like Baycott and just dominate the college game for two or three years. Right. For uh, sure. Timmy, um, you know, the, 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 the maybe the kid at Kentucky's not quite as good an example because he's a little more athletic, but at the same time, there's a reason he came back because those guys are no longer going three overall. You, um, you mentioned before the season, Brad, and I thought it was a great number that stuck with me that you thought out of all the out of the four peaks that you could get uh, 40 and 20 out of. And again, when we look at it and you look at it yesterday with uh, you got. Um, Azulis Tabellus, I expect to average about 18 and seven on the season. I would, uh, I would be disappointed if he wasn't averaging something like that. And then Umar Ballo, I think is going to be kind of a 12 and eight guy, something like that. Um, so right there, you got uh, 30 and 16 between it. And then you get Vasar who could, you know, eight and five, uh, the, uh, the fourth peak, uh, Dylan Anderson getting a little bit of run as well. And I think you could easily fall into that 40 and 20 realm. Well, they were, um, <laughs> 
closer to 70 last month. Yes, yes. Um, They're so, off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, sev- what were they? 70 and uh, 19. Um, right. So a little more on the scoring, a little less on the rebounding. And uh, yeah, so again, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Again, I don't think Anderson's going to play more than, than than ten or fifteen games this year, unless it's just mop up minutes. Right. Uh, but so, but yeah, if you can get again, my number is like sixteen and a half for Tubelis. Just looking at how history has been, guys coming right. into their third year. But uh, you know, so you're not and, prepared to go seventeen. You're going sixteen and a half. That's where you're drawing the line. Sixteen and a half. Sixteen and a half to seventeen. Yeah, I think that that's a, that's a good number. Um, if you can get Balo even in the nine range and Vsar in the seven or eight range, you're suddenly still flirting with that 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 forty. But yeah, if you can, if those four can average forty and twenty, um, then yeah, this team is going to be, be be in really good shape. I, I said, um, I think it, the I think the hardest part is just getting, you know, getting big men quality shots that aren't right. put backs that aren't. Um, you know, we saw that I think for a long time we saw it with Channing Fry, where they really had trouble feeding Channing Fry at times, and that's right. why he developed that outside shot that served him so well uh, in the NBA, which he didn't shoot much in Arizona. Uh, again, revisionist history, as I've heard people remember how good of a shooting pair Salim and Fry were. I'm like, oh, no, they and, and the all-time great that was Andre Iguodala during his time at the U of A. Exactly. That's that. That's yeah, right up there. Um, <laughs> No, that surpasses it. Yeah, we 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 forget Chris Mills, but we love Andre. But we love um, Andre Iguodala, correct? Yeah, a, a guy who won uh, did not win a tournament game as a starter, by the way. Uh, so, but that that being said, um, yeah. So if this team can find ways to get those guys the ball, or they can again get the ball themselves, and again they're going to find drop plays for Tubelas. But you know, Balo probably doesn't have a whole much more than a than a. A sentence or two in the playbook for him because his right. game is based upon rebounding and being aggressive and things like that. But again, these are going to be a really tough matchup for for a bunch of teams. And I think the even better news is if we're looking at the elite teams in college basketball, a lot of them have a big right now. Again, right. Carolina with Baycott, uh, Gonzaga with Timmy, um, you know, again, uh, Kentucky, Kansas, yep. they all have bigs, legit mm-hmm. bigs, not these six, eight wildly athletic bigs and so um arizona seems poised to be able to match up with them and yet arizona might be able to throw waves at you which some of these other teams can't do all right let me tell you about tap and bottle tap and bottle watch parties that's where it's at downtown tap and bottle great stuff going on there any place that william brad alice has shown up to with future aaron judge in the making tyler alice um, is a place that you want to go to for games. Tap and Bottle downtown. Check it out. Four Peaks Brewery on tap. And on top of that, lots of good stuff going on. We will be down there for the watch party again this Saturday. If you want to possibly see a future Aaron Judge, we'll let Brad get to some comments on that in just a moment. You're going he, to have an he's opportunity. He's got to put the bat on the ball this season. He's struggling right. a little bit. But you know what? I've heard, we've heard good things. Tyler's got uh, some natural skills, some, uh, some things you can't teach. How about that? And yeah, uh, so, he'll be bigger than me by Saturday, probably for sure. So come check us out at Tap and Bottle and Game Time. If you're a procrastinator out there, you might be thinking to yourself, you know what? Um, I'll get these tickets, and then you realize the game's here, and you're like, oh gosh, I don't know where the tickets are. That's what Game Time comes in, and Game Time also wants you to get these tickets cheaper, so they come in at sixty percent off. 
That's where it's at. Game time. Check it out. Check out the buy them through the link in the description by supporting PHNX. Uh, your uh, get your game time through or get your tickets through there. All kinds of good stuff. But again, it's great for you procrastinators. We've had people on the post game show talk about utilizing game time. If it's good enough for the greatness of uh, the U of A post game show, it's good enough for you. Check it out. Uh, PHNX. And again, we were the only pre or post or post in town yesterday. So if you wanted to uh, have something for us game, check it out. All right, William. Um, My by the way, not taking vacations. I don't take vacations, especially on the season opener. That's for sure. And when you um, do, you, re- you record live in Tahoe. Right. No, I do. Seriously. And I, when I got Ted Wardo on my lap, the Ted Wardo's up in Flagstaff right now with my parents. So I'm not happy about that. How are your pooches doing? Uh, they're sleeping right now. Uh, the the puppies are idiots. Right. Um, the older dogs are, are picking up some bad habits. So um, <laughs> last night I got a phone call. So I stepped outside to take it. And, and while I was outside, they ate all the leftovers. And hmm. So they were well fed last night. Yeah. My, my daughter, not happy. She should have put her orange chicken away. Yeah, that's her loss. <laughs> orange chicken from uh, Panda Express? Yes. Love Panda Express. I always get caught knocked for my simple taste in food. Taco Bell, Panda Express, ice cream sandwiches. But I don't care. Panda Express is good. I will say this. Post the pandemic, I don't even know. I don't know if they're still censoring the, the C word. But um, a lot of places aren't open late that used to be. You know, A lot of right. burrito places. So when your son has baseball till 930 or your daughter has volleyball practice till 830, finding food late is uh, a little difficult. So mm-hmm. let's just say there's been some Panda. There's been some Taco Bell. Taco there. Bell. Nothing wrong with that. Embrace the grind. Uh, the, the grind might the be grind. right. Yeah. Brad, what do you think about this comparison? I wanted to – I threw this off shoe last night. I was curious about yours, and I've brought it up before. This team to me – and again, it's not a perfect fit, but this team to me really is a lot like 95-96. It really is to me in that you go into the season. The previous year, you lost Damon Stoudemire, who was, you know, everybody knows all everything, responsible for, you know, so much. You lost Rayos as well. You went into the season with – I, uh, and again, JB obviously wasn't able to finish the year, but you went into the year with Joseph Blair and Ben Davis down low, which was a really, really solid twin peaks there. And then on top of that, you had Reggie Geary, you had Miles Simon, you had Corey Williams, you had Michael Dickerson, you had about seven or eight guys that averaged between about eight to 15 points per game. Um, to pick up the slack for what they lost in Damon. I think there's a lot of similarities to that, to, to that team here at William. Yes. Um, I th- Yeah, you mentioned it. I think there's a very apt comparison is most of your top players were either on that team. They were seniors and freshmen. Um, there really wasn't a whole lot right. um, um, in between. Because um, if you remember, that was that, uh, what, five, six-man recruiting well, class that Lute had brought in. Well, no, they were uh, sophomores, and Miles, Miles and Mike D were sophomores at that point, yeah. Were they sophomores? Okay, they were sophomores yeah. at that point, but still very young. Right, um, right. You know, uh, so, yeah, I think there is some interesting comparison to that. Is And, and this team, really, if you look at it, really, um, it is going to be sophomores. I mean, your, your freshmen are going to play this year, so it will be ball and some of those guys. Um, you know, they weren't quite as athletic as the as the team the, the, the year before or the two right. teams the year before um, because you do lose ultra athletes like, you know, Damon and, and Khalid and things Khalid, like that. Right. Um, I think maybe the big difference is – Despite him not being Ben Matherin, uh, Pella Larson is 
an apology because he's a good Wildcats, but might be a better player than the the two headed monster at the small forward on that team, which yeah, was sure. uh, Corey Williams and and Joe McClain. Joe Ironically McClain. enough, Pella was better than them. It's fair to say, and again, that's no knock towards well, them. Pella's better than them. my bad Pella. I think they're the only. And again, I'd have to relook at it. Are they still the only starting small forwards in Arizona not to play in the league? I think they were, uh, right, since, exactly. Since, since uh, Eddie Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, there might have been one blip in you know that bad Miller team that missed the tournament. You know, Maybe that was one of them. But for the most part, if you've been a small forward at Arizona, um, you know the, the, the irony is Arizona's not point guard you. Right. It's wing forward. And, and you've said that before, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, you go from Sean Elliott, then you go to Chris Mills, then you go to uh, Michael Dickerson, then you go to hey, uh, you Richard. Just le- you just left out Judd. <laughs> Judd yeah, Judd Bushler. My bad, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Through solo, Stanley Johnson. Yeah. Um, you, you go down, you know, Chase Budding. They, they weren't all right. stars, obviously. Right. But, you know, you you were between 6'4 and 6'7 playing on the wing. You know, the aforementioned Andre Iguodala. Um, even Hassan Adams had his cup of coffee. It was, uh, you know, down the line, you know, small forwards for, at Arizona um, have gotten to the league. And um, as weird as it sounds from where we were a year ago at this time, Pella Larson might be the next one. I was going to say, you know what? Again, I'd love to keep saying my bad Pella. I have a feeling I'm going to be saying that. Now, right, granted, well, I think he plays the two in the, in the NBA. He's going to play the three more here. But yeah, Larson, Larson might have a role at the next level. As, and I, yeah. I don't think any of us who saw him again in November of last year or at Utah w- would have thought of that. All right. Let me tell you real quick about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. All right. Here's the deal. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free plays if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX again, promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. William, if you were on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and you were looking around the conference and you were looking to make a little bit of money, where do you feel? And again, opening night, totally get it. There's a lot of basketball to play, but if you were to uh, wager, who would you pick on the DraftKings Sportsbook app to win the conference? Uh, you know. As a loyal Wildcat fan, I think I just throw my money on the on the Wildcats. I think UCLA, you're back in the A. Yeah, back in the A. UCLA is still the team to beat, um, but you know you're going to get a little bit better odds with Arizona. Uh, but you may want to act fast because if Arizona strings a few more of these together, those odds may drop. And if you're not doing it at a high amount, because uh, we responsibly gamble uh, mm-hmm. in this household, uh, put money on the team you want to root for. Right. Um, I agree you know, with that. If, if you're, if you're, you know, again, the, the individual bets are are good for the. We use your head. These, these long term, you know, season long ones go with the heart a little bit. And right, but- uh, if I had listened to my own advice and had maybe put some money down on Mr. Patrick Levon Holmes, right, <laughs> Mahomes, I, I might uh, have a little MVP money coming the way he's playing. But I did not follow my own advice. All right, Brad. I, it's a little bit shorter today because I got to I got to head off to a Phoenix Four Peaks. Um, but, uh, real quick watching this team though, right now are just through, through an exhibition in one game, are they, do they have a higher upside? Do you think again, is it way too early to tell? And if it is, uh, what, what are just your thoughts? What do you come away from with this team? I don't change my mind because I thought their upside, which I don't know if they'll hit obviously, because it's the upside is pretty high. I mean, I think if everything clicks into place, there's enough talent 
potentially to be a, a, a you know, a, sec, a second weekend team that can could find their way into a final four. Right. Um, so, you know, I thought they looked much better uh, last night than they did in the exhibition. Did not watch it. And frankly, I did not watch a ton of both. Um, now I did get to follow more of last night's game, listening to, uh, the, the goat Brian Jeffries, Mm -hmm. um, because I had to drop some volleyball players off after practice. Um, but yeah, I liked what I heard. I liked what I saw, uh, checked out some of the comments by you and Shu. So, um, obviously when you can, again, is Nichols a barn burner now, but, uh, they're a team people think can, can compete favorably in that conference. Um, and to go out and beat them by what was it, forty-two? Yep. Um, that that's an impressive first night. Again, the, um, they're a better team than Western Oregon, and and Arizona played them a lot better than they played against Western Oregon. All right, Brad, you're the man. When uh, where can they find you? What work you got coming up here? Uh, yes, yeah, hope the obviously sick kids the last couple of days have, have derailed the podcast once again, but should have something end of the week. Uh, just look for me on Twitter, WSR Brad. Uh, especially on this Tuesday, even though I will be voting. It's a politics-free zone. Um, cannot t- claim it's not going to be all Wildcats, but it's a politics-free zone. Uh, and then you can find the podcast on any of your platforms, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple, Google. He's, all right. He's Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. Thanks so much. We'll be back with you. Uh, William, always, are you going to be with us on Friday? Uh, should be, yeah. Okay. He's Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. <laughs>